is the Emergency Medical Minute. You know, we're in, we're in ER, we're unlike some of our sister facilities doing trauma drills, we're not in ER where we need to like practice putting in chest tubes or practice doing IOs. I mean, we're very skilled with procedures. We see enough critically ill patients at our hospital that we're generally good at those things. It's really the process that we've really had to work on. The MTP, I think for sure, which is high, very, very complex. Um, I think one of the um, challenges of these active shooter drills, like a true active shooter incident, is how quickly they evolve and how quickly they resolve. And so by the time we kind of get ramped up, it's usually over. Uh, and I was looking at the a kind of debrief PowerPoint presentation from the Vegas shootings, our sister hospital, HC hospital in Vegas, that cared for over 250 people from that active shooter drill. I mean, kind of an unbelievable volume. And this is a very, very busy hospital. This is a hundred and almost 170,000 visit a year ER, so it's a very, very busy place. But nonetheless, if you look at their timeline from the in, when the incident began, the first victim arrived by private vehicle within about 20 minutes after the shooting. And then EMS started arriving about 10 minutes later. And all of the EMS that was going to arrive had arrived within the next hour. And then by, you know, two hours later, they'd really received almost every critical patient that they were going to receive. And even though they ended up with like 250 people, it, it happens in a very time-compressed fashion. And I think what was really striking to me doing these drills is how difficult it is for the nurse leader and the physician leader to stay on top of it. We noticed that unless you rapidly recognize that this is an MCI situation, it's very difficult to kind of move out of just being nurses and doctors taking care of patients. And the only way to be successful with these is if somebody steps back and stops doing, you know, taking care of anyone and just focuses on flow and coordination of the, of the event. The second day we did it, I think Chris Holmes in the morning stepped into that role and I'd asked him explicitly to do that. And the feedback I've had was that was very, very positive. Just having a doc step back to help kind of run and coordinate flow in the department. Um, but I think it's been a great opportunity. The one coming up this Friday will be pretty cool because we're going to do, we're going to actually use one of the cut suits in the ER. We're going to do a, we might do, let's say, a, uh, there might be, there just might be a thoracotomy involved. So, um, so if you're available and interested in, in helping with that, I think that would be, that would be super cool. And I look forward to it. It's been a pleasure working on it. And I think we'll get more kind of specific information as we kind of move forward. There were some great ideas that were advanced. One of the things I loved was um, grabbing a Sharpie and writing your name and your, and your credentials on your arm. Because we, I noticed that the first one I did was there's like a sea of people who you barely recognize, and you have no idea who's who. Because everyone has red hats on, everyone has, you know, blue. smocks on and blue. You kind of lose everything. So writing like Loyton MD, you know, or anest Bob, anesthesia, or whatever it is, some clue. Little things like that really made a big difference. Emergency Medical Minute is, and always will be, about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.